what does it look like to live a fruitful life? What is a life lived where there is growth, there's good fruit, there's good produce, there's good results? How does one live a fruitful life? These last few weeks at Mass, we've been going through the Gospel of Matthew, and we constantly have been hearing about the vineyard, the vineyard, the vineyard, the vineyard. I mentioned before that it's an ancient motif from the Old Testament of the nation of Israel. In Isaiah chapter 5 this morning, we hear this song of this friend concerning his vineyard on the fertile hillside. It says that the one who creates this vineyard, and that's God, it says that he spaded it. He cleared out the ground. He cleared it of stones. Anybody here ever take stones out of a field? Any farming families here? You have to do that as a kid. Is that easy work or not? I mean, that is some tough, serious work, getting those boulders out. He planted the choicest vines. Not just random seeds. He, he picked the best cultivars, the best ones to plant. And then he built a watchtower so we could look over the operation, make sure everything is going as it should. And then he hewed out a wine press so that it could produce the beautiful, juicy, choice wines, which was his intention the whole time. Can you hear the, the care that the vineyard owner has for this vineyard. Nothing is left to chance. Everything is done with great care and devotion and dedication, thoughtfully. Everything's prepared. It's like, it's like when you make a, a dinner and you have like the best ingredients that go into the, the recipe, you're thinking like, mmm, this is going to be good. I got the best stuff in here. I didn't just go to Cub this week. I went to, I don't know, Whole Foods, is that the place now? Whatever it is, the, the upscale brand. So everything is, everything is ready and prepared, but what happens in the vineyard? The owner goes looking for the grapes, and what did it yield? Wild grapes. Sour grapes, not sweet grapes. Grapes good for nothing. You can't make wine out of this. What happened? Everything was set up for success. Isaiah is prophesying to the people of Israel, the covenant people, that God has given them everything that they could want. He's given them his law. He's given them a temple in Jerusalem to worship. He's given them prophets, priests, blessings from on high. And when God goes to look for the good fruit among his people, he does not find the good fruits of righteousness and love and peace and holiness. He finds bloodshed and injustice. Even though everything was given to them, God did not have the cooperation of his people. He didn't have their buy-in. He didn't have their desire to actually bear this good fruit. Even though they had everything they could have wanted in the vineyard. Now, St. Paul will say that the church in the New Testament, which we're still in, the church is the new Israel. The people who God has revealed himself to, who he's blessed and invited into covenant with him, and have said yes. So this vineyard image doesn't stop applying to us here in church today. 
The Holy Church, the one holy Catholic and apostolic church, is the new Israel of Jew and Gentile together. And the thing is that we, as Christians, we have even more than the people of the Old Testament did. We have everything we could want. We have the sacred scriptures. We have temples to come worship in. We have the seven sacraments, baptism, Eucharist, confirmation. For those of you who are married, even a special sacrament for your marriage, your family, all these good things. And yet, if God doesn't have our cooperation and our desire and will to bear good fruit, we can actually have all those good things right around us and we can live lives that become unfruitful. Lives that God comes seeking that, that good grape to make choice wine of the kingdom with, and he finds sour grapes. I don't say this to shock you or to scare you. It's just simply part of our Catholic teaching. That yes, the sacraments, the body and blood of Christ, the Eucharist, they have the grace of God within themselves and we can trust in that. The bread and wine on this altar will become truly the presence of Christ risen and living among us today. And that presence has power and grace and healing objectively. You, don't, you, you can never doubt that. But how we receive that, how we let it bear fruit in our lives, that does require our cooperation. The fruitfulness of the sacraments does depend on how willing I am to say, okay, I'm going to let my life be this vineyard that's open to God's will. How do we do that, though? How do we cooperate with God? How do we make sure that we aren't just going through the motions in our faith and that we're actually every day cooperating with God and bearing much fruit? Well, I would suggest to you this morning that one of the most fundamental ways that we can really be fruitful and not miss out on what we're made for is by having a new encounter with Jesus every single day. To encounter and re-encounter Jesus as a living person every day of our lives and to desire that encounter. When I say the word encounter, like that word is different than just like running into someone. We, we run into all kinds of people every week, don't we? people in our office, supermarket strangers. We have all kinds of run-ins with people and it doesn't really make a difference to our lives. But then you, you have a meeting where you go home and you tell your spouse about it. You, you tell your mom or dad about it. You're like, I, I had, this, had this conversation today and like this happened and then this, and this happened and there's, there's like importance to it. There's a meaning to it. That wasn't just a run-in. You had an encounter. The presence of another person that in some, some way stirs up your life. It's not just a meeting or a run-in, it's an encounter. And we are called to have an encounter with Jesus as a living person every single day of our lives. Sometimes, though, we actually doubt that's possible. This last Wednesday, I was visiting our faith formation sessions happening in the school, Every few weeks, I try and pop into all the classrooms, say hello, maybe offer like a really brief teaching or lead some prayer. And so this was the, the second week that they're all together in their, their classrooms. And oftentimes, I will like come up with 
a little like mini lesson, like five minute lesson, something to do in each classroom. But this time I just was kind of going in like cold. I'm like, Lord, I'm not really getting anything. Whatever you want to do like tonight, okay, like, you know, I'm, I'm here. And so I pop into our seventh and eighth grade uh, classroom for faith formation on Wednesday night. And I'm getting all the kids' names. I, you know, I know a lot of them, but I'm kind of getting a reminder of their names, um, introducing myself, if anyone's new, um, asking them, well, you know, what's your lesson about tonight? And the lesson was about um, proofs for God's existence. How can we know with our minds that God truly exists and is real? That's awesome. That's an important part of our, our Catholic faith life is we use our minds to unpack, understand God as best we can. So we talked about that, and then I said, I said, I'm glad you're doing this, but I want you to remember that not only are you called to learn these things this year, but like each of you is called to have an encounter with the person of Jesus. And then it just kind of came out of my mouth, like, who here has had an encounter with the person of Jesus in your life? All these middle schoolers just kind of like stare at me, you know, which, you know, I, I, I could have said, what did you have for breakfast this morning? And they just stare, you know, stare at me. So... It wasn't unusual, but I was like, who here has had an encounter with the person of Jesus? And then one of our eighth graders says, I'm just a kid. And I was like, wait, what'd you say? He said, I'm just a kid. How can I have an encounter with the person of Jesus? Now, I don't know if that student's here this morning. If you are, I'm not going to name you. Like, I'm so happy you spoke up. That was awesome. That was a God moment. But when I heard that, I said, I said, what grade are you in? He said, I'm in eighth grade. I said, can I share with you something that happened to me when I was in eighth grade? Yeah. And I shared with him the story, the whole class, of when I was in eighth grade, I encountered Jesus when I felt guilty and ashamed terribly of something I had done. And I went to the sacrament of reconciliation and gave that to God and received his mercy, and walked out completely changed, just filled with God's love, filled with a tenderness that I'd never known before. I I had met a person. I had met the person of Jesus. And I said, that was me in eighth grade. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how smart you are. Jesus wants to encounter each of us every single day He wants us to desire that. He wants us to expect that. He wants wants us to to know that God wants us to be cooperators and collaborators in this work of the vineyard. Like we've been hearing about, son, go into the vineyard. Son, come into the vineyard to work. We can have that encounter with Christ every day, and it happens in the very ordinary moments of our lives. We can think that it has to happen like, you know, I climb up to this mountaintop that takes me like weeks to get up there and, I'm, and I have this God moment up there. Yes, that can happen. Yes, God uses that, but, but it's so often in the ordinary stuff of life. You know, we can think, you know, if only I can, if only I can like memorize like this chapter of the Bible, like all of this like experience with God. That's a beautiful thing. We should memorize the scripture. We should have that come into our minds and hearts, but it happens in the everyday. It happens when you're at Aldi's. It happens when you're at the office. It happens when there's a a quiet moment and you're you're watching your grandchild play and you realize that there's the presence of another with you. In that moment, you want to really 
pay attention to the encounter that's happening. You see, I think this encounter with Jesus every day is really like the cornerstone for our faith, right? If we believe Jesus is a living person, that he loves us, he wants to communicate with us, that he, it was true to his promise when he said, I am with you until the end of time. It's the end of the Gospel of Matthew. I am with you always until the end of the age. Then that's the cornerstone of, of all the good gifts we have as a church, the, the sacraments, the scriptures, the good works we do here, the ministries we have at St. Rosalima. Do I personally encounter Jesus every day and pay attention to him and cooperate with him? Or do I just kind of go off on my own power and just kind of do my own thing? And, you know, I think of God now and then, but, you know, I mean, how, how could God really want to, like, come into my life, like, every day? I mean, that's, that's like, for holy people, or that's for young people, or that's for old people. Or we have all these excuses, and we forget that the cornerstone of our faith is that Jesus is with us. He wants to encounter us. And, friends, I'm preaching to myself. I mean, the Lord has given me, besides baptism, Eucharist, confirmation, he's given me the gift of a sacrament called holy orders. But you know what? I can live that for a long time and forget that I'm meant to encounter Jesus day by day and to be fruitful through him. Sometimes people think that, like, priests have this magical ability to, like, always do, uh, like, holy things and, like, never be, like, dissuade or, like, discouraged, like, Friends, I'm flesh and blood like you, okay? I've had moments in my priesthood where I have drifted from encountering the Lord every day and just tried to operate on my own power. And sure, maybe I'm still doing good stuff and I'm helping people and, you know, the sacraments, but there's times where I've just been like on my own power and I'm like, why, why does my ministry feel so unfruitful? Like, why do I feel kind of so sterile? I have to admit that. Like, there have been times where I have not expected or desired Jesus to be here today. And God's had to shake me up and make me realize by his mercy, like, Mark, I want to be with you. <laughs> Give me your, look at me, listen to me, like ask me to come into your life today. God asked me a, a few months ago to be part of this this online school. It's called the Encounter School. It's actually called Encounter School of Ministry, which is crazy. Encounter School of Ministry. Um, so every Thursday night, I'm on Zoom with some other people from around the country, around the world, praying together, learning together. And it's really challenged me to be bold in ministering to others. To realize that Christ wants to encounter me and other people around me in real ways. So last Sunday, I'm over here after Mass. I'm talking to someone. She says, I kind of like um, go say hello, and she kind of like is like hunched over. I'm like, what's wrong with you? She says, I was in a car accident two weeks ago, and my back like really hurts, like I'm really sore. She wasn't hospitalized, but just like a lot of pain. And because the Lord has been shaking me up recently, and because of my friends in the Encounter School of Ministry, I was like, well, let's just pray right now. Let's pray for you. I started praying over her. Another parishioner began praying over her in tongues. And I was just praying, in the name of Jesus, just be healed. Be healed of your pain. Be healed of your back pain. And I said, I said, how, how are you feeling right now? She's like, I don't know. I, I have to like walk around to know if anything happened. I'll, we'll take some steps around. So she's walking around a little bit. And she's like, gosh, I feel, I feel like a lot better, but there's still some pain there. So come back. Let's keep praying a little bit. We keep praying some more. I was like walking, walking in a few more steps. And she's like, I feel really good. Like what, what, what just happened? 
She's like, I feel great. I think I'm going to mow the lawn tomorrow. Seriously. And we were thanking Jesus. We were praising Jesus. That, that wasn't me. It wasn't her. It was the power of Jesus encountering someone he loves and showing his power in the here and now. His fruitfulness, his good grapes, his good vines that come through us. And we were just praising Jesus for his goodness. We encountered him last Sunday. I know many people in this parish have been being healed recently, physically or spiritually, and can testify about your encounters with Jesus. Some of them have come up to this ambo and told us about it. But that's meant for all of us. In the little, small moments of life, in prayer, with your family, at your workplace, the cornerstone that maybe we rejected for a while, the cornerstone that Jesus wants to encounter us and be with us, that's the foundation of a fruitful life. That's the foundation of bearing much fruit. Finally, the last thing is in the gospel today, which is also about the vineyard, who is being welcomed into the kingdom of God very surprisingly? Those who are meeting Jesus in their everyday, in their brokenness, in their woundedness, and they're accepting him, they're desiring him, they're wanting him. Tax collectors, prostitutes, lepers, the poor, the broken, the outcast, they're all coming to Jesus. He's finding them, and Jesus is welcoming them into the kingdom of God around him. He encounters them in just there, where they are in life, and they're saying yes to him. But the scribes, the chief priests, the Pharisees, they're fine on their own. They like what's happening. They're fine being unfruitful. They think they've got all kinds of good things going on. And for that reason, Jesus says, you are, you are like the tenants who refuse to hand over the good fruits to the owner of the, the vineyard. You're the ones who are unfruitful. You're the ones who are holding back. Stop resisting. Don't you realize that I can make your life fruitful? They're resisting the encounter. Even though they are smart and holy people in one sense, they're actually far from God. They have everything they need around them, but they refuse to say yes to the encounter day by day, like the tax collector and the prostitute. Friends, if you want to live a fruitful life, encounter Jesus every day. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Jesus, I want to meet you day by day. Jesus, show me your face. Jesus, let me hear your voice. Jesus, come into my every day. Show me how to live. This is the foundation for everything else in the church to help us to bear fruit. And for us not to just go through the motions of, well, this is the stuff I do as a Christian. It's not about the stuff. It's not about the routines. It's about the person of Jesus and being the new Israel called to be around him. If you want to live a fruitful life, let Jesus encounter you every day.